Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. And I'm Tanner, The Gathering. My pronouns are they, them. (laughs) Ah, that's right. This week we are confronting the cardboard crack itself, Magic The Gathering. It's a collectible card battling game from the Wizards of the Coast owned by Hasbro. Um... Don't let them make NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I Listen, okay, so here's the thing. I got into magic. Okay, I got into magic like a decade ago in order to get laid, and it worked. Uh, but then I fell out of it because <laughs> various th- factors. Uh, but then I kind of got back into it like every so often. I'll get a hankering. Uh, now I think I'm back in it for real because like I've got... Uh, I, have, I have my ways. Um, and... Watsy's not gonna listen to this. I found a thing called Cockatrice. It's basically an emulator for the card game. Um, and so you can play with the perfect deck that you always dreamed of without actually having to buy all the decks. Oh, that's good. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I've I've always been more keen on, like, the lore side of Magic the Gathering. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot. Uh, not even I understand most of the, 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 st- the yeah. stuff. Um, especially the, pre, the pre-mending era. Because this, this lore has eras. <laughs> Yeah, well, first off, Magic the Gathering has been around since the 90s. SF Debris is doing a uh, series of videos about Magic the Gathering going from its inception to today. Oh, awesome. I need to track those down then. Yeah. Um, So far, there's only been two videos. But yeah, he's doing both like what's going on behind the scenes with like the company decisions and all that. But also like this is what they're doing story wise. And it's actually really interesting. Yeah, um, I know a lot of people have their gripes with various story points, and like I get those, but those feel like specific factors instead of like grand schemes. Like, mm. here's here's the, the the rushdown of Magic: The Gathering. Um, it takes place in a multiverse, but not a multiverse in the sense of like every decision creates different universes, but a multiverse is like here's the Gothic world, here's the Egypt world, here's the Greece world, here's uh, as in ancient Greece, not like yeah. That's West Side Story. They should do a West Side Story set. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking ancient Greece, not Opa! <laughs> exactly. Um, they, they did a Japanese world, and then they revealed that that world actually took place 3,000 years ago, and the modern version of that plane, Kamigawa, is actually cyberpunk. But, like, more cyberpunk aesthetic than cyberpunk trappings. It's a whole thing where it's, like, uh, like tradition versus innovation, and, like, Techno- creation of tech creating new technologies versus like like working alongside nature and the commie as they used to do and so it's not quite cyberpunk but it's very much like something that works really interesting both mechanically and like aesthetically and flavorfully yeah. and i like it yeah anyways yeah all of these worlds they're called planes and there are these people called planeswalkers where if they experience like a serious emotional event, usually it's traumatic, but not necessarily. There are at least two who have uh, had their spark ignite because they were just so dang happy about accomplishing something. Um, <laughs> nice. So you're, if you're a planeswalker, you can walk amongst the planes. And like there were other ways to get through planes as well. Like uh, the most powerful planeswalker for a while was Urza. And he basically helped build a ship called the Weatherlight that could transport other people to the planes, whether they were walkers or not. Eventually, though, like, planeswalkers became way too powerful. Like, they, they were basically gods. They could create their own planes. Eventually, the, like, this ability to, like, warp reality and create new universes just, like, tore holes in the fabric of reality. Yeah. And caused time to break. 
Pretty much. So they did a thing called the Mending, where basically they sacrificed the, like n- powers not only from their sparks, but from the concept of planeswalking sparks in the entire multiverse in order to fix the rifts. And now planeswalkers, they're still powerful mages and magic users, and they can still walk the planes, but they're not gods, and they can't create their own planes on a whim. Yeah. Um, so now post-Mending, they're like various planeswalkers going around, and I'll get into them later, but basically a big thing that was going on was that there was one planeswalker who was a big dragon, because any sentient creature can be a planeswalker. We got dragons, we got people, we got elves. There's a robot, because he borrowed his from someone else. Um, th- <laughs> there's a satyr. There's an angry minotaur dad. Anyways, Nicol Bolas was an elder dragon who is a planeswalker, and he was pissed that he lost the power to be a full-on god. So, cue, like, 15 years worth of plot, where he's orchestrating things in the background, Mm -hmm. trying to, like, arrange it so that he can become a god again. Okay. While this is happening, other people are dealing with their other issues, but, like, slowly but surely, these various and sundry planeswalkers are meeting up with each other, like, forming friends and rivalries and stuff, and, like, seeing issues develop on planes through various means. Like, uh uh-oh, this plane has a, a serious zombie invasion going on. This plane is... It's it's Australia, but they used some ancient planeswalkers used it to trap a bunch of eldritch beings called the Eldrazi, and they've been unleashed and they're they've been attacking this for like a good four years nonstop, um, and that was a big thing. It was like the plane was Zendikar, and five planeswalkers found themselves there at the same time. There was Nissa Ravane who lives on Zendikar. There was Jace who's like a telepath, telekinetic illusions boy. Uh, he's everyone's favorite twink. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of the main character of Magic too, to be fair, uh, at least okay. for this era. Um, there's Chandra Nalar, who is a disaster pansexual with fire powers. There's uh, Gideon Jura, who uses contract law, I guess. it's He uses Heromancy, which is the magic of laws and rules, but also, like, he'll just shoot a big light at you or use a wit made of light. He use, his deal is light. Um, okay. And so these four planeswalkers formed the Gatewatch, which is an organization, an allegiance of planeswalkers to not just protect Zendigar, but protect any plane that they found had issues going on with it. Okay. Soon after, they were joined by a fifth, Liliana Vess, who was like an anti-hero sort of, uh, because she loves necromancy yeah. and she's very selfish, but also she's, she was never, I mean, okay, she's been cruel before, but like getting to know the Gatewatch kind of softened her up a little bit, even though she also butted heads with them a lot. Various members of Gatewatch butt heads with them a lot because they, they are, have different philosophies and stuff. That's, so that's the other thing. Magic, the game, one of the foundations is that there are, everything is made of mana or powered by mana and mana comes in five colors, white, blue, black, red, and green. And each of those colors has like a different theme, vibe, philosophy, and powers associated with it. So white is community and law and equality and light. Uh, blue is knowledge and progression and wind and water. Black is death and ambition and selfishness and preservation. Uh, red is chaos and passion and like rock and fire. And green is plants and animals and life and growth. And Gideon was white, Jace was blue, uh, Liliana was black, Chandra was red, and Nyssa was green. Okay. They form the Gatewatch, they do some stuff, they eventually they find out parts, pieces and parts of Nicol Bolas's plan, where it's like, he has this entire ancient edition plane that he c- convinced them all that he was their w- one true god, and that and c- made them basically create a whole zombie army for him without them realizing. 
there's another plane, uh, Chandra's Holden plane of Kaladesh, which is like steampunk India, where the, someone had created a planar gateway that could only allow inorganic matter to pass through, and Nicol Bolas had one of his agents steal that. Uh, there is another plane called Ixalan, which is the 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 main setting of it was basically uh, South America, and it had equivalents of Maya and Incan and Aztec cultures there, but it also had the conquistadors there, so there is some kind of mystical Spain out in the distance called uh, Torrezon, I believe. Okay. But that plane's deal was that it had the immortal sun, which was this powerful sun artifact thing that prevented people from planes walking out. They could get in, they couldn't get out. Uh, okay. Jace lands there because Nicol Bolas literally just throws him into the Blind Eternities, and he accidentally falls into there with amnesia! But he gets oh. a hot Gorgon girlfriend out of it, and they both become pirates. Cool. Uh, and eventually it comes to pass that the plan is that he's going to use the planar bridge to transport a zombie army into Ravnica and use the Immortal Sun to trap everyone on Ravnica. Ravnica is like... The, the the main setting of magic is usually Dominaria, which is your standard f fantasy realm, and Ravnica is more like urban fantasy, like it's a big cityscape and there's ten guilds and everyone has like different allegiances and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's, it's got things and everyone loves Ravnica. Uh, so there is a big fight called the War of the Spark on Ravnica where Nokobolus used like his agents and the Elder Spell and a zombie army to like trap a bunch of planeswalkers there and then start killing them off and harvesting their sparks. But eventually they defeated Bolus and they won. Hooray. Um, and now there's other stuff going on right now involving basically the magic Borg, but we're not going to worry about that. Here's what okay. I'm going to do. This week, because I'm rebooting it. For this podcast, we're reboot things. Yes. First, I want to do something with magic. First, I was thinking I wanted to do a video game, because they really wanted to make a magic video game that is not just the card game as a video game. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to do an MMO. That didn't get past beta. Um, they had a tactics game at some point, because I was thinking, ooh, magic tactics, but they already had a tactics game. Um, yeah. They also have, I think it's like their equivalent of Hearthstone, which is weird, because Hearthstone is supposed to be Blizzard's equivalent of magic. But you know what? <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Um, it all goes in a circle. Yeah. I I was thinking, what if I did a real-time strategy? Because the card game is about resource management, and real-time strategies are also kind of about resource management. But I couldn't think of like a suitable way to fit that in. Because it would either be like really, really reductive or way too expansive to have the various factions. Yeah. Um, and then a fighting game... Would be great. I love a magic fighting game, but it'd have the same issue as when I rebooted Injustice, where it was like, here's the list of characters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, my. I decided to go in a crackier direction. Okay. This is. I'm, li I'm literally writing fanfic. You're literally for this episode. writing fanfic. Um, okay. An animated series. They're all, they are also working on... Okay, well, they've had an animated series before. They commissioned uh, an anime studio to make an anime for them. And they were clearly like, we want an anime set in the world of Magic the Gathering. But the, the studio was like, what if we just literally ripped off Yu-Gi-Oh? Which was a ripoff of Magic the Gathering. Yes. So they created Duel Masters. It was bad. And then the, it was so bad that it just got a straight up gag dub in the States. Oh... We don't talk about <laughs> Duel Masters. Anyways, yeah. um, but they also have another animated series coming out allegedly this year on Netflix. Uh, I think it's going to be CGI. And Gideon Jura is ostensibly going to be the main character and is going to be played by Brandon Routh. So hey, good, I like Brandon Routh. Good job. Yeah. Uh, we're disregarding that for now. Okay. I'm making Magic the Gathering the anime, but I am making it into a high school AU. 
Okay. I want all the important planeswalkers to be teens at a magic high school, at a school for planeswalking. Because drama! Yeah, or, or also, but uh, on the flip side of that, slice of life. Yes. So, and now, the, in the entrance of explaining other things, there is actually a magic school in Magic the Gathering. There's two of them. One of them came out last year, got its whole own set, which was then converted into a Dungeons & Dragons setting. Uh, it's called St- Strixhaven, and it's on the yeah. plane of Arcavios. It's a, pl- a school for mages, not just planeswalkers, and most of them are not aware that planeswalkers exist, because most people don't know about planeswalkers. Um, and the Strixhaven is like a real specific setting. I didn't want to set it at Strixhaven. But there's another place on Dominaria, which is like the main setting, as I mentioned yeah. before. There's a place called the Tolarian Academy. That's where Urza studied. I know very little about Urza, but I know he studied there. So we're going to have teen versions of the main planeswalkers studying planeswalking stuff at Tolarian Academy. Uh, the homeroom teacher is going to be Teferi, okay. who is, he's one of the old school planeswalkers who, one of his last acts before the mending was zipping his entire country out of the time stream because he was worried that it would be destroyed by the Phyrexian invasion. The Phyrexians are like the magic Borg. Okay. He just shunted them out of the time stream. There's like just a big hole in Dominaria where that country used to be, and he doesn't know how to undo it, but I, we think that like the next set this fall that comes out for Magic's 30th anniversary uh, is going to deal with that because it's called yeah. Dominaria United. So we think they're going to unite Dominaria. Anyways, okay. Teferi is a cool dude. He's older now. He is time magic. Um, one of his more recent cards is called Teferi Who Slows the Sunset because Ooh. he literally slowed the sunset one time. It was pretty rad. Yeah. He's going to be their cool homeroom teacher who teaches them all about magic. Uh, the main five students are going to be the main five people from the Gatewatch. Uh, we're going to have Jace, who's like a t- tiny little boy. He's going to have his allusions magic and stuff. Gideon is going to be like the senpai. He's not going to actually be a senpai on account of they're all going to be in the same grade. But he's going to have that energy. Yeah. He's at least a head taller. Oh, definitely. He's on whatever equivalent we have with the football team. Yeah. Chandra is just a full-on Yankee. Yeah. She, her, she's probably got, like, her midriff showing because she ripped a chunk off the school uniform. There's patches mm-hmm. burned off of it. Yep. Probably at some point she wears the tie, like, around her head. Definitely. Um, Nissa is going to be the first of many foreign exchange students. Of course. And Liliana will be, like, probably a member of the Absurdly Powerful Student Council. Yeah. She's... She she is all of fifteen years old, but she's gonna do it the Ojo Sama. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> fuck! This is gonna be like kill a kill. <laughs> <laughs> Not as many tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'll give magic this. It doesn't go out of its way to make people. Hor- well, it doesn't go out of its way to sexualize women. <laughs> yeah. It will objectify its male characters uh, quite often. In fact, before Gideon Jura, the main character for the white magic for white matter was a Johnny Goldmane, who was a buff Vara lion. His second card ever was just him in a loincloth. Oh my god! Your, your man is stacked. <laughs> okay, now I gotta look up these people's pictures. Also, a Johnny will be probably, like, a grade above... Maybe not even a grade above him. Maybe he's a... No, never mind. Everyone's in the same class. But he's a head above Gideon. And he's... He is also very buff. He's weird... (laughs) You you saw Angel Beats, right? Yes. 
remember that one character who's like teacher i have i have something i have a confession to make and then he tears his out his uniform off and he's like i'm weirdly buff underneath my uniform oh yeah he looks like the stereotypical nerd but then he like opens his shirt and it's just wow yeah that's a johnny <laughs> so just picture that except also he has like a bright white lion's head yeah <laughs> now i gotta think of other important planeswalking characters um Later members of the Gatewatch, uh, Johnny joined the Gatewatch at some point. Another later member was Teferi. Another one was Kaya, who she she almost feels like she's the next main character. Okay. Because she played a major role in War of the Spark. Uh, and then she was the main character for Kaldheim, which was the Viking dimension. And she was also a major player in the following Innistrad set, which is the Gothic dimension. Yeah. Um, she fought vampires and werewolves. Um, but yeah, she's got ghost-killing powers. It's rad. Cool. Um, there's also Vraska, who is not an official member of the Gatewatch, but she is Jace's girlfriend. Um, okay. <laughs> they are explicitly dating in the comic book. That's the other thing. There's a comic book coming out from Boom Studios. I haven't read it yet, but apparently it's really good. Okay. It does take place like in a different continuity uh, after War of the Spark from the card games, which means that they don't have to worry about keeping things canon between everything. There was a comic yeah. on from IDW before that that was trying to keep continuity between everything, and it apparently does, was a headache for everyone involved, and that's why they killed off the main character of it when they did War of the Spark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Vraska, she, her deal is that she was assassinated on... She's from Ravnica. Ravnica, there's ten different guilds. Each one is a different pairing of magic, and each one is in charge of a different, like, sect of the city, a different industry. The... Mm -hmm. Azorius Guild are the law keepers, and they sentenced her to death, and then she was assassinated by the Boros Legion, who are the military. Uh, but then she was resurrected by the Golgari, who are, like, sewage and farmers, I guess? They're all about, like, life from death and rot and that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. And Vraska became a major player, and then she led them eventually. Um, and then, yeah, then she was working for Bolas, she got sent to Ixalan, became a pirate, became Jace's girlfriend, got amnesia, un-got amnesia. Um, killed killed the leader of the Azorius Senate right when they were, she was on the cusp of actually uniting Ravnica against Bolas. Not because she was loyal to Bolas, but just because she was having a certified woman moment. Okay. And hey, we we do not blame her for that. Here's the thing. Yeah. Vraska is not the Vriska of Magic the Gathering. Liliana is probably the Vriska. Uh, <laughs> because during War of the Spark, she was responsible for Gideon's death. But we're not going to worry about that right now because they're teens. Yeah. <laughs> So that does mean we'll have to uh, change some stuff about Liliana's backstory on account of Liliana is like 300 years old. She's significantly older than everyone else because she made a deal with five different demons in order to keep her youth forever. And then she killed the demons without breaking the contract so that she could kill them and then keep her youth. Then the contract defaulted to Nicol Bolas because he's the one who gave the demons their power anyways. Uh, but then Gideon used the power of law magic to transfer the contract to him so that when Liliana betrayed Bolas, he died instead of her. It, okay. it was... A heavy emotional moment, but apparently a lot of people were pissed off about it. <laughs> but no one's dying right now. The, the, the yeah. important thing is that we've got, um, who else is there? Ralzarek. Ralzarek is another planeswalker from Ravnica. Um, he is a scientist boy, man, man boy. Uh, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Canonically or just everybody? Canonically. He's, ca he's canonically dating. He, he's a member of the Is It League which are wacky engineers. He's canonically dating uh, Tomek, who is not a planeswalker, but he is currently the leader of the Azoria Syndicate, which is like a church bank mob. I mean, 
the Catholic Church is a church bank mob, so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, Ralph's Eric is canonically gay. Okay. Uh, Chandra, Chandra is canonically pan, even though they haven't said outright that she is, but she is on account of the fact that when she was made explicitly straight in one of the time novels, War of the Spark, the people were so mad that Watsi themselves had to come out and say, this, no, we apologize, that part of this is not canon. Cool. Uh, and then I think she starts dating a werewolf hunter from Innistrad. Cool. So basically, the anime itself would follow the planeswalkers, like, the Teferi is going to take them on excursions to various planes, so every episode, or almost every episode, would be a different plane. It's like, here's Innistrad. It's full of vampires and werewolves and zombies. It's real dark and spooky. Okay, everyone just... <laughs> to, to take a walk about the town, to go into the woods, and then meet back here in five minutes. Okay. Basically, every, every episode is a field trip. Uh, except yeah. for the ones where it's like, gym class, or the the pop quiz, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do, in Japanese, in the Japanese school system, are there separate gym teachers from like the main class? I think so because gym is one of those classes that you have to like go somewhere. Otherwise, basically, unless you need specialized equipment, you actually stay in your class and you have teachers come to you. Okay. Yeah. Because I was gonna say the gym teacher can be Angrath. Angrath is a minotaur who loves his daughters and hates everything else. He was trapped on Ixalan for four years, and the moment he could leave, he did. Okay. He's like, he's a doting father. He runs around, and he gets treasures for his daughters and brings them back for them. Uh, but then okay. he got trapped there, and he decided to hate everything ever. <laughs> he, and, like, he, he went back home, and he didn't planeswalk for a good two years. The first time he did, he ended up on Ravnica, right when the War of the Spock was there, and no one could planeswalk away, and he lost his shit. I mean, fair. He's, he, and because he's a dad, and part of that is his personality, I don't want him to be t turned into a teen. He needs to still yeah. be an adult. And he's the gym teacher who hates his job. Yeah. That he will also, like, absolutely ruckus a teen with a dodgeball. Oh, yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Exactly. If, if you can dodge a flaming chain, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> um, and then I was thinking... So I have two ideas for the headmaster. The first idea is the headmaster is just Nicol Bolas. <laughs> Evil headmaster is a literal dragon. Yeah. Um, the other idea was the headmaster could be Karn, who's a golem who got he got a planeswalker spark uh, through shenanigans at the Tolarian Academy. And then he lost it through different shenanigans. And then in the more modern storyline, he got it back because another planeswalker like tore his own spark out and put it inside Karn so Karn could uh, planeswalk again. Okay. But he's like the oldest the, the oldest planeswalker who isn't evil or a, the ghost of a dragon. So that's the other thing, is that Nicol Bolas' brother is Ugin, the spirit dragon, who has mastered colorless magic. And he's also a, a, a ghost. I mean, he's not, he didn't die because of time shenanigans. Oh, Sarkhan Val had to reset the timeline, and now he cre he created a paradox where he doesn't exist, and also his home plane is ruled by, like, five different flavors of fascist dragons. Um, Whoops. Yeah. The, they have said that they're probably going back to Tarkir again, and so I, we're all, I, I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm hoping that they uh, there is some kind of revolution, and the dragons are deposed. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a major bummer. Um, but Ugin is a spirit dragon. Uh, in the canon of the, the game, he is currently, like, 
using his own essence to trap Nicobolus inside the meditation realm. So even though Nicobolus can't even planeswalk away because he lost his own spark, he's still a very powerful being. But if you're stuck in this like one little pocket dimension and Nugan's there to make sure you can't go anywhere, can't go anywhere. Fuck you, Nicobolus. Um, <laughs> so maybe Ugin and Nicobolus are just like the same as they are in the games, just two very powerful figures. But the principle is Karn, because just get this this big steel golem. <laughs> With these <Yeah>. giant shoulders. <laughs> the biggest shoulders. Bro, your shoulders go past your head. <laughs> and he's the, yeah, he's the principal. He's the headmaster. Um, thinking, what are some other teachers they could have? I'm trying to think of planeswalkers that, like, part of their deal is they're older. Oh, right, Jaya Ballard, the task mage. Um, mm-hmm. She is the original pyromancer. She she has aided so many pyromancers across the multiverse that at least on one there is a church founded in her name. Oh wow! Um, um, oh no, not a church, a monastery, and they helped to raise Chandra after she fled from her home plane. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Jaya Ballard shows up and she's like, "I'm going to teach you all about uh, red magic, fire magic. Go burn something." And Jace is like, "But I don't want to burn anything. I'm just a nerd." <laughs> and Jay goes, don't worry, Jess, I understand. Chandra, light Jace on fire. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Soren Markov is a vampire, uh, but he's a technically living vampire and because like his, his vampire, the vampires in Innistrad are like, they were created by alchemy. And so they're undead in the sense that they're still mostly, they're still a little bit alive. Okay. Because you... You have to have a soul to have a planeswalker spark, and so uh, that means that the vampires in Innistrad might have souls because Sark, 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 Soren Markov is a vampire from Innistrad, who's a planeswalker, so he must have a soul if he's a planeswalker. If he's from Innistrad, then Innistrad vampires must have souls. He was like the second vampire ever on Innistrad because his grandfather invented vampires. Oh, okay. So he can show up to teach them. He'll be the history teacher. He's old and tired and really only cares about himself. There's probably an episode, like, they go to visit Innistrad, and one of the plots while they're there is Teferi has to track down Soren and basically drag him to Tolarian Academy, like, nah, these kids need to learn their history. You've been around for a thousand years. Please, st- <laughs> please do something other than moping in your mansion and monologuing to your grandpa's coffin while he's taking a nap, waiting for things to become interesting. <laughs> Grandpa's been around for so long, he's bored! L- literally, literally. The, <laughs> <laughs> the only reason he got out of his coffin in the last set was because he got seduced by another vampire matriarch. Oh! <laughs> well, that's what Grandpa <laughs> meant by interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also Nahiri, who used to be Soren's friend. Now she hates him because... He abandoned her when she was trying to keep the Eldrazi secure on Zendikar. So she convinced one of the Eldrazi to go to Innistrad. And Innistrad briefly went from gothic horror to Lovecraftian horror. Oh, joy. And now there's an evil squid in the moon. Don't worry about it. It's still there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's waiting. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the English teacher would be Tamiyo, the moon sage. She's from Kamigawa. She's a moon folk, which means she's kind of like a rabbit person. Uh, okay. not necessarily like the Vera from Final Fantasy. It's like, just, just look up Imagine the Gathering Moonfolk and you'll see what they look like. Um, her deal is that she has story magic 
and she can use like tales and stories and historical records to cast spells. So she can show up to teach English. Okay. And then Nahiri is weapon fighting. <laughs> Nahiri and Angrath are two gym leaders. D- gym leaders. They're two gym teachers. <laughs> I mean, this could easily cross over with Pokemon, so. Uh, y- yeah. <laughs> I think there was actually, like, legal issues between uh, Watsi and uh, whichever company makes Pokemon cards because they do have similar mechanics and they had to, de- whoever came second had to demonstrate that they weren't completely ripping off magic. Yeah. But yeah, and then other students. Let me let me just pull up a list of planeswalkers and just just, just let me just find some funny little guys. Uh, we can't do the Kenriths because they're like canonically teenagers. It would be weird if there were teenagers in with the, these teenagers who used to be adults, but now they're teenagers. Yeah. Basricat, he hasn't really done much. He'll just show up in the background. They'll, they'll point and be like, "That's Basricat." Um. Oh, Elspeth. So Elspeth is like the other major white planeswalker, even but she has just so happened to have never crossed paths with like any of the main characters other than a Johnny. Oh, okay. Um her deal was that she like grew up on a plane that had been invaded by Phyrexia, and then she managed to flee when her she ignited and she fled to Bant. Bant was a chunk of a plane called Olara, that Olara's deal was that it had been split into five pieces that were all missing two colors of mana. And so with Elspeth on Bant, Bant didn't have black or red mana, so there was no chaos, no destruction, no death, no nothing. It was all beauty and unity and peace and love. Uh, and then while she was there, Alara started to conflux back together, and so things went to hell. And she decided, I no, I can't deal with a plane that has any kind of conflict, I have to leave. And so she leaves, and then she gets recruited by some other another guy, Koth, to help fight Phyrexia on Mirrodin. That failed, so she got traumatized again and left. Then she went to Theros, which is the ancient Greece plane, and she found her true calling in serving the sun god Helios, and she defeated uh, an evil uh, god, like a planeswalker who turned himself into a god. She defeated that guy, and then Helios immediately killed Esmeth because she was becoming too popular compared to him. But then she literally clawed her way back out of the underworld and gaslighted the population of Theros into believing that she had the real sun spear, not Heliod, and so then she killed him. Cool. And then she left. She just said, fuck this plane, I'm out. I mean, fair. And and then based on some previous stuff, she'll be showing up again soon uh, to fight a demon mafia. Okay. But yeah, Elsa, she's, she's very much a Joan of Arc figure, and she would show up exactly like that. Like, she wouldn't even yeah. have the uniform. She's going to be clad in her armor. She's going to have her sword and her white hood. She's going to be, like, bathed in light from the moment she steps in the room. Yeah. She, she's going to be the character who, who's like, I dare not fight, for I abhor violence. And then, I don't know, someone from a rival school or one of the bullies, an evil member of the um, the student council will try to pick a fight, and she will just, like, throw them through a wall. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, speaking of the student council, one of the members of the student council can be Dovin Bon. Dovin is a Vidalkin who, like, you know how elves are smart and better than you? Well, yeah. Vidalkin are blue and smarter than you, and even more better than you. <laughs> oh, joy. At least, or at least in Dovin's eyes, they are. Yeah. Um, he's white-blue, and he's evil, and he willingly served Nicobolus. It wasn't like even a trick, or like, I d- d- love chaos. It was like, I'm going to serve this man, and then I'm going to overthrow him, because I'm better than him, too. <laughs> so he's obviously going to be the head of the student council. Oh, he's going to have strong Starscream energy, from what I've heard. 
Yeah, not even necessarily Starscream. I mean, okay, maybe Starscream energy in terms of like Nicol Bola showing up and literally being a dragon. <laughs> yeah. But definitely like knowing that he is better than you. He's, he is yes. Megatron until unless Nicol Bola shows up. <laughs> Another member of the student council can be Tezzeret, who he was an engineer and then he uh, planeswalkered and then he just aligned himself with Nicol Bolas and then Nicol Bolas died so he immediately aligned himself back with the Phyraxians. He looks com- he looks real fucked up these days compared to when he first did. He's got nasty white people dreads and like a robot arm and like a multidimensional gateway like in his chest and so he, he, I mean he doesn't even have a torso anymore. It's just like lights and a cage <laughs> like a oh, Faraday boy. cage. He's been through it, but he's also an asshole, so we're yeah. not concerned. I mean, we're concerned, but we're not concerned, like, for his well-being. <laughs> he can suffer. Yeah, he kind of deserves it, but at the same time, it's like... You know what? You came by your assholeness, uh... Your assholeness, honestly? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't thrust upon you. You chose this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he'll be another member of the student council. He's definitely going to be the kind of character who, like, you can't see his eyes because there's always a shadow over them. Yeah. Kiora is a merfolk who loves huge sea monsters. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> She's green and blue, and I like green blue decks because it's like, card draw, card draw, card draw, land, land, land. Here's like a 27-27 creature. <laughs> oh. I win. <laughs> Anyways, Kiora is like, she she keeps trying to summon huge sea monsters during class, basically, is her deal. (laughs) She's the ADHD kid. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, we can have Kazmina show up. She's Russian, probably. Her name is Kazmina. She has transmutation magic, among other things, but also she's canonically a teacher. So she could definitely show up and be like, students, I'm not going to teach you the secret magics. Pay very close attention. (laughs) Uh, Garrick. Garrick Wildspeaker is a guy, he's like a rough woodsman, but then he got cursed to be a nasty boy, but then the curse was lifted. Um, He he lives in the woods. (laughs) He is a student, but he'd basically be the pig pen. Like, he shows up for class and is like, uh, uniform is rumpled. He's got like sticks and leaves sticking out. He always yeah. has at least one animal with him. <laughs> There's definitely an episode where Garrick and Kiora keep summoning bigger and bigger creatures, and everyone's just trying to like get them to stop. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. Like this, this is just Magic: The Gathering, the cr- the high school crack AU. Yeah. little bit slice of life, a little bit drama because of the student council and the principal being a literal dragon. <laughs> no, we decide the principal is a golem. A little, dr- but the literal like fascist dragon is still the villain who does show up from time to time, and they have to chase him off. Okay, I don't know how Japanese school works, but he could be like the superintendent. There it is. <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> What's, go- what's going on in that classroom? <laughs> oh, uh, it's the Blind Eternities. Really? The Blind Eternities? Localized entirely to a single classroom in this high school? Yes. Can I see them? No. <laughs> <laughs> we can take entire Simpsons episodes. <laughs> 
it opens up and it's just Chandra writing on the blackboard, I will not light Jace on fire again. <laughs> okay, so which teachers are boning each other? Um, I don't think any of them are. Mm. Teferi, ha- like, Teferi is happily married. Um, I don't think Soren fucks. I, I think he's too miserable to fuck. He could be asexual, <laughs> but on top of that, like... <laughs> he just sits alone in a room with a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, he's... Uh, anime teacher Soren Markov has big eraser head energy from My Hero Academia. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else did I say? Nahiri? Nahiri is probably fucking someone. Uh, it's probably Nahiri and Kazmina. Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- I'm just saying this not as a major subplot, but just as, like, a gag where it's like, once in a while the kids have to run across the teachers in an empty room making out or something. Yeah. I think Angrath is a widower, because I don't recall anything being said about a wife. He just has his daughters. Ah. Um, but yeah, but like the, yeah, the, the big romance subplots would be between the kids. It'd be... Like, Vraska would start on the student council, even though she, like, would clearly feel uncomfortable with it, but she's doing it to, like, for her own means, and Jace convinces her to, like, defect from the student council mm-hmm. and be pirates together. <laughs> it would literally, it would literally, they get shipwrecked in Ixalan, and it's just like, like, what happened in the game lore, except they're teens! Yay! <laughs> um, Ral Zarek has, like, he has his boyfriend in Ravnica that everyone thinks is a gag until they visit Ravnica and they finally see him and like, you're dating an altar boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm dating a rich altar boy. <laughs> is his boyfriend really that pure? <laughs> he's, he's, actually, I think so. He's, he's the purest boy in the Orzhov Syndicate. Which does mean that Tesa Karlov can absolutely run things for real in the background, even though he's the official leader. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and, and and in the game, Kaya was like, listen, I, I got hired to kill ghosts, and then I got strong-armed into being the leader, and then I had to turn against my boss. I, I'm leaving. <laughs> can, I, can I go? Yeah. I'm gonna go fight demon vikings. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so as Jason Vraska are one major pairing, uh, Liliana and Gideon are another one. I don't know if it'll be as tragic as it was in canon. Uh, and then Chandra and Nyssa were having a burgeoning sapphic romance, but then they completely screwed the pooch on that one. Hopefully later, they can get back together. Fingers crossed. Yeah, knock on wood for that gay shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's it. That's the extent of my ideas. What if they were teens? <laughs> because... These shows kind of write themselves. If we're going for a more comedic bent, it's mostly going to be about gags. But I'm guessing, how Degrassi do we get? I mean, I don't think we get that Degrassi. I think, honestly, it hones closer to a Saved by the Bell. Except, you know, okay. well, there's an episode of Saved by the Bell where they were summoning, like, one person summons the Kraken to fight the Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all meet in the one teacher's classroom to discuss what we saw. And what we didn't see. And what we didn't see. They would have a school, probably have a school festival arc. Yeah. Because if we're basing this off of a Japanese school, we're going to have that. We're going to have a couple uh, field trip episodes. Well, that's, those are all the the visiting different planes episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically the field trip episodes. Yeah. Um, We got to have summer break episode. 
Oh, what's the closest thing to a summer break plane? I have to think. Um, what if the summer break episode is just them trying to find a good plane for a summer break, but they keep on running into like a monster or a villain or something that they have to run from? Yeah. Like they go to Theros and then Hydra show up. Uh, they go to they go to Amon Cat and then like zombies show up. <laughs> They go to Zendikar and the beach just turns into an elemental and tries to eat them because that's a thing that can happen on Zendikar sometimes. Oh, joy. They go to Ixalan and then they have to fight off dinosaurs. That's the other thing. There's So Ix- Ixalan is South America and the Conquistador conflict, but also there's dinosaurs. Cool. Maybe Ryan won't be blue-balled by dinosaurs this time. No, there's dinosaurs right from the start. <laughs> one, one of the planeswalkers from Ixalan is hotly... Her power is throw a dinosaur at it. <laughs> She's a staunch pacifist, but it doesn't count as violence if you're eaten by her dinosaur. <laughs> she, uh, when she finally got over herself and started planeswalking regularly, she went to uh, Kaladesh and met Sahili, who's an, a planeswalker from Kaladesh and also like an artificer, and she showed her a dinosaur, and Sahili's like, I want to make a robot one of those. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, I, th- I think that, oh, right, I forgot there's Tybalt. <laughs> oh. Tybalt fucking sucks, and we love him for that. <laughs> he, he was a shitty necromancer who tried to summon demons, and instead got a bunch of little devils, like, just a bunch of little nasty imps, and then when the, the Inquisition Church on Innistrad show up to try to stop him, he cast a spell that fused all the devils with him, so now he's basically a tiefling, the closest equivalent of a tiefling in Magic the Gathering. Okay. Um, and then when he, he got to Kaldheim and he imprisoned Loki and, the, well, he imprisoned, what was, what was the guy's name? Who did he pretend to be? Valky on Kaldheim, the god of lies. He uh, imprisoned him and then pretended to be him for like a solid year before he was found out. But when Kaya met him, she found out immediately. Okay. Anyway, so he's, he's not even part of the student council. He's just like even, even more of a delinquent than Chandra. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask who would be the Jacob in Israel, but like, those don't exist in Japan. <laughs> oh yeah. no, they do. That's that's what's his name. That's Grapeface from My Hero. Yeah. We don't need one of those. Okay. Magic: The Gathering is a pervert-free anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's not thirst-free, but it is pervert-free. I I have seen the pictures of the line, dude, and yeah, you're right. That. That is a lion. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna all a Johnny, no Mineta. <laughs> uh, Bara furries for the win, mm-hmm. and I'm at the end of my rope, so I think I'm gonna tap two mana to play a friendship promo. <laughs> Rules light, gay heavy, knees weak, mom spaghetti. Listen to us truly earn the explicit podcast tag on Roll Gay Roleplay. Where we roll with sass and kick some ass. Our dysfunctional party isn't afraid to get our hands dirty. Feel free to interpret that however you want. So violence is on your gay agenda. Come join our campaign at Roll Gay Roleplay. And And may Yonsei Yonsei be with with you. All right, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? Um... I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not if I reboot you first, and they're pronounced Wooberg. I'm I'm desperately trying not to call you a big ol' nerd because I'm a big ol' nerd. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't realized, audience, there is a hierarchy of nerdum. Yeah, and caring about Magic the Gathering gets you way up there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can email us at not if I reboot you first at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite deck combo? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I played Magic all of, like, twice before I got bored. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're definitely in it for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and that email is also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. So Lindsay. So Tanner. Do you have a hint for next week? Why, yes, we're going to keep on the trend of teen dramas, this time going over to the CW for a um, for a series that was made by the same people who made The Vampire Diaries, but this one focuses on witches. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I think there was a teen wolf in that, too. Oh, we're going to be expanding. <laughs> this might end up being in The Vampire Diaries world, for all we know. So many teens, so many wolves. Yep. They all are played by 25-year-olds and are impossibly beautiful. Uh, you know, just today, Kit was complaining on the Discord about the extruded hunk product. (laughs) Yeah. Reminiscing about the time where, you know, watching Columbo and people look like people. Yeah. Just just rumple up a guy. I mean, there's nothing saying that you can't have a slightly rumpled-looking guy who also looks pretty good, actually. You can have both. But but the rumpling lends to the realism. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yes, yes. None of these clean-cut hunks look like they were built in a lab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me organic hunk. <laughs> Farm-to-table hunks. <laughs> no GMO hunks. <laughs> <laughs> um... Anyways, we'll complete that circle next week, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. (laughs)